0: It's a special edition of the BumbleCast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my BumbleCo host, Kyle, JCRB Kraus. Hey, we got a guest today. This is exciting. (laughs) Yes, we do. At long last, he's been extremely patient with us. Please welcome to the show, Chubasa.
1: Mm. Hello, everyone. It's me, Chubasa. I have an ice cube in my mouth right now. I should probably crunch this. Crunchy, yeah, um, yeah. I have some water nearby because I just know uh, my voice is going to get dry.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Being that prepared. has to be quite, yeah. quite literally the easiest icebreaker this show's ever featured. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great dad joke. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Don't patronize me, Kyle. Anyway, Chibasso, <laughs> what brings you to the show? Tell the kind people out there what it is you do and why you are blessing us with your presence.
1: the uh, well, I just listened to the show. Uh you know, my job just entails me, you know, it gives me a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And I had, my friend got me into the Sonic comics, and then I found out you had a podcast and and I just wanted to support the show, and I could also be on the show. So that's why I'm here. Story of my life. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh a quick summary. Yeah. All right. Uh but uh I'm mainly here to talk about a little bit about Star Wars, but I'm fine with just like jumping into what other other topics come up as we just, you know, talk naturally.
0: Sounds good to me. It's your yeah. guest episode, so lead off.
1: Exactly. I could do whatever I want. I spent a hundred dollars. I could <laughs> take this boat anywhere.
0: That's right. Yeah. All
1: right. You're in charge. Well, let let, let let me start off with another icebreaker. Uh so I I'm just stealing this from uh, another YouTube channel called Star Wars Explained. Whenever he has a guest on, this is the question he always leads off with, and that is, "Who is your favorite D-list Star Wars character?" So I would like to ask that to both of you. <laughs> more like a, a more obscure character, like someone that's not the spot, like like Luke or Obi Wan or something.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, immediately super easy Dexter Jetsetter.
1: <laughs> i mean yeah you you you, you said set just wait what you, do you just mean dexter jexter
2: Dexter jexter yes yes i
1: yeah. think that that's has what you mean okay. yeah yeah it kind
2: yeah.
0: of looks like Jet I, I, I was seven.
1: like just yeah, is okay. this an even more obscure character than i'm thinking of
0: no 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 no, no. <laughs> it's all nonsense words dexter anyway, yeah, jexter Yes. like right. yeah. He alone brought more charisma and character to that movie than the rest of the cast combined.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I agree, but he's not there very long. I think it's like a couple minute scenes and then he's gone.
0: (laughs) The best two minutes in the
2: whole movie. Yeah, but
0: he's memorable. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike the rest of it. He is memorable.
2: Unlike everything Uh, else.
0: (laughs) I mean, it, that's not you to know, throw Christopher Lee on the under the bus. I mean, yeah. the man is well, great. Well, actually, but I it's don't Christopher know. Lee doing Christopher Lee. It's you—you you know what that's for. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it is. I—I I don't think Count Duke is done very well in the movies. At all I, I like him mm. in other content more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but if we're just talking about the movies, Count Duke is kind of a letdown.
2: Yeah, yeah. I—I like Max Rebo. Max, Rebo. <laughs> 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 I that guess track. you would
1: like the musical guy, wouldn't you? <laughs> i just like him i just
2: i mean he doesn't even do anything he's just sitting there playing no it's not even like a keyboard thing is it i don't know he's i just... guess
1: it's its a space instrument
2: it's a red ball <laughs> jet organ apparently is the name of it of course it has a name
0: because it's star wars <laughs> I, I well, really I'm sure there's a functional up. schematic of it somewhere. I'm sure there yeah. is.
2: But yes, mm-hmm. Max Rebo, that guy is freaking cool, man. He rules, he, even though he does nothing. Oh, Max <laughs> Rebo, he plays jizz music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, both these characters, there, there's two interesting facts about both of them, I want to say. First off, I, I think I didn't notice that Dexter Dexter had a mustache, until, like, ten like ten years after the movie. <laughs> like, I just looked at, at the top of his lip. I'm like, is that a mustache? Mm-hmm. Is that hair?
2: Oh, it's weird.
1: Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was actually a YouTube convent that, like, told me that. And uh, Max Rebo, if if you want to see something funny, Kyle...
2: Yeah? I,
1: I, I, I recommend you, you look up the Max Rebo mission from Lego Star Wars, where they just give him. <laughs> Like, the funniest jazz voice ever. They actually have a voice for Max Rebo.
2: Oh, good. Oh, good. Wow. Uh, he deserves a voice. I don't know uh, what he sounds like, but... I, do, uh, I do. kind of imagine someone Okay, me. no, no, never mind. Hold on. Never mind. That's that's a different voice.
1: What what, what voice were you referring to? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently,
2: apparently, in Robot Chicken, Max Rebo is voiced by Seth Green, but... I think just about yeah. everyone's voice by Seth, well, I, Seth Green and Robot Chicken. So
1: I, I think they actually used the same voice for both of those. Did in, they in the in the Lego game? Yeah, because that's I think it was the the Robot Chicken uh, sketch that actually you know uh, gave them the idea for the mission. Or he he, <laughs> he just sounds like a a black jazz player. I I, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> uh, it's a very surprising voice the first time you hear it. Like I was, I was just <laughs> laughing the whole time, and and the dialogue they give him is very silly.
2: Uh, good, good. I'm glad uh, he deserves it. What a hero!
1: <laughs> but uh, continuing on Star Wars, uh, Ian, you've worked on Star Wars. You've actually you've written. Canonical comics for Star Wars. Do you remember them?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, on the one hand, it was for Star Wars Adventures, which are generally lighter fare. They're geared for a younger audience. And so it's like, I don't sweat that too much, because how canonical can those be? And on the other Um, hand, it's like, well, no, this is going to be approved by Disney. This is going to be added to the greater lore. I'm actually putting footnotes i'm generating footnotes for wikipedia that's kind of crazy so
1: i i I think the best way to put it is i i thought sebulba was dead but you brought him back
0: (laughs) i figured (laughs) let's see what's bottom of the barrel that i can dredge up that probably won't get flagged sebulba yeah there we go (laughs) nobody cares about him
1: all right (laughs) literally he's done nothing so it was cool to see
0: him again i mean he he also has a bit of a presence he's got a lot of attitude i like the funky design of him walking on his hands and using his feet as the dexterous part that's a neat alien design yeah and he's a jerk so he's disposable antagonist yeah
1: uh do, do you remember any fun facts specifically about uh working on the comics like was it easy or like how'd it go
0: Oh, yeah, it was the hardest part was just thinking of a pitch, because what story do you tell within the context of Star Wars that doesn't step on the toes of anything? Mm -hmm. But uh, whenever I, I do something for a license, I try to do my due diligence with a deep dive. I didn't mean to alliterate that much. It just happened. You know, <laughs> when I did My Little Pony stuff, I watched some episodes. I went into the wiki. I really tried to learn the basics of the lore. Star Wars, even with the rebooted extended universe, is just staggeringly massive. There's no way I could process that much information. So thankfully, yeah. uh, IDW had a specific scope for what time period I was aiming at. So that narrowed the search. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what what can I do within this range? And I don't remember getting any like serious lore notes on any of it. Like may, the the Poe story, I think I got some guidelines on his wingman, right.
1: but that was it. Huh. All right. Well, it sounds like a nice and easy process then.
0: <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard myself because you know I did the Poe story where yeah. the gag is he delays the space pirates by telling him his life story. They're like, tell
1: us everything. He's like, all right, here you go. He knows, it's, it's classic Star Wars. Like,
0: you know. And then uh, <laughs> the third sequel came out, and they added a whole new wrinkle to his backstory, and it's like, well, <laughs> that's going to change context just a little bit, but whatever. I
1: did not know that. That is, that is cool to know. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say. I I bought the the Star Wars timeline like official book, and mm-hmm. I just I wanted to look through it for fun, and I I couldn't find uh, the Poe Dameron story that you did, but I could find <laughs> the Lando and Chewie side story you did, the one with Sabalba. Really? So technically, that is canon in the timeline. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: You've done it again. <laughs> You've. Uh.
1: <laughs> You, mean, you're you're you, a canonical Star Wars writer.
2: You are the Star wow. Wars
0: now. The Star <laughs> Wars is you. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, and at the same time, it's like why? It was a fun little story, but I don't think there's anything of like great canonical importance. Okay, maybe Sabalba lives. I guess the I I, kind
1: I of think that the biggest thing is probably Sabalba. That that's why I left with that.
0: All right, well, <laughs> Uh, You know, Disney, IDW, anybody, if you want your Sebulba ongoing series, just give me a call.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, you see, this is Star Wars. Literally everything is over explained deep dive (laughs) to the point of just like ad nauseum. It's just, you know that. I know. I know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You could have You could have been a very small little little tiny thing and they'd still make it a big deal, so which is awesome. Hey, you know what? <laughs> At least this world has like, you know, rules and under-
0: and understanding generally.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Star Wars has a lot of rules.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I yeah. I don't put much stake in those rules since the original trilogy, you know, says the force is this mystic entity that binds all things and you tap into it through discipline and selflessness. And then the prequels say, actually, midichlorians. So. <sighs> Why not both? I Yeah, they can change. <laughs> it, I, it's I it's am that funny. Guy. Forget it, it, midichlorians, man.
1: <sighs> I. I. <laughs> It's funny, like, like I'm thinking of that Mandalorian episode when they pretty much said midichlorians, but they said it without saying it. They they called uh-huh. it, like, the M count. <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> like, they're just scared of that word now because they know it's just going to bring up those fans. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know what? I, I picked up on that, too, and I'm like, you know what? I will accept this. You, you <laughs> met me halfway. You didn't say the word, but you're adhering Man. to the canon. So, okay. I will curb my nerd rage on your behalf. Hmm.
2: Midichlorian Mandalorian coincidence.
1: I think so. I I think so. Yeah. I think you're just finding two things that sound alike. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. You're right. All
1: right. (laughs) All right. But staying on the topic of Star Wars, Ian, you're, you're working on something Star Wars right now, or it might already be done. I don't know. Uh, what, what what is it called? Mud Star Wars or something? It's like a a fan audio project. I, wasn't it like Mud seventy nine or MUD something? Mud seventy
0: nine. Okay, yeah, all right. Really? Uh, Mud Mud seventy nine is a radio drama produced mm-hmm. by Fearless Fred Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, he likes to describe it as platoon, but in the Star Wars universe, and the first season was following the main character who was just a schmuck on this backwater world who signed up for the empire cuz it was a good job and he's like the rank below stormtrooper you know you don't even mm-hmm. get the prestige of stormtrooper you yeah. are the ditch digger you are the you know grunt in the most literal sense
1: yeah. and
0: a story of Uh, his experience within the ranks as the empire settles on this world post, uh, rise of the empire. Like this is immediately, not immediately, but shortly after episode three and his perspective, you know, what is the perspective of someone who isn't, you know, a Jedi or a Sith Lord or a commander? It's, you know, what is the civilian view or what is the grunt level view of these higher level politics? And how the structure and the order and the quality of life that the Empire brings does seem pretty nice when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you you don't have plumbing. So uh, very interesting, very character driven. Uh, Fred went back and is remastering the first season, tightening things up, doing some redubs, and that's being released now once a week, twice a week.
1: Okay, so is everything that's coming out now? Is this all just the remaster, or is it? Yeah,
0: this is the remaster. Um, all right, so it's a great time to jump on. And then I am a character in season two.
1: Okay, because I was gonna ask, I was like, I listened to like uh, maybe like the first five episodes, and I'm like, uh, Ian keeps promoting this. I haven't heard him once yet. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in it for a bit, and. Oh. a a lot of it is driven by fred because you know
1: yeah it's his project so i'd expect it's his project and yeah
0: it's a lot of volunteer voice work so you know you're not going Mm -hmm. to hear me do a long soliloquy but it is a really solid project i am a fan of it by itself like i messaged him and said fred i will be anything i will be a droid i will beep boop for like one Uh scene please (laughs) let me do something
1: Wait, so you you, me... you were the one that uh, initiated the the wanting to be in it? It wasn't the other way around? Like Fred was looking to hire people or like recruit people?
0: Uh, yeah, I yeah, I shamelessly fanboyed at him. Like we <laughs> okay. got to talking, we we got to talking just in general and I eventually got comfortable enough with him that I'm like, D- "Please, dude, anything. Literally, I said I will be a droid. I will be a cranky droid in the background. Just let me do something for this cuz I want to be part of it. It's cool." And he's like, I got your brother. And yeah, I'm excited for it. But mm-hmm. you know, don't wait for me to show up. Start listening to Mud 79 now. It's just, it's a really cool audio drama. Nice. Yeah,
1: and it's free. <laughs> yeah. As someone that listens to a lot of Star Wars audio books, like this is on the same quality and it's free.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty big radio talent up here. So he knows yeah. his way around, you know, audio yeah. design, but yeah, it's, it's a high-quality production.
1: It is. I, I was very impressed with uh, how everything sounded and stuff. So, so yeah. In, in terms of, I, I think I, I have to give it a re-listen, because I've only listened to it, like, normally I listen to the, my audiobooks at work, where I can focus more. I only listen to this stuff at home while playing video games, which meant that I wasn't paying as much attention. So <laughs> I, I need to give it another shot, so I can retain more of the information.
0: I was using it on on my walks, and it was getting a little awkward because I'm going, yeah, and like, people are giving me funny looks as I'm walking by them. It's like, Sorry, <laughs> I'm listening to a thing. <clears throat> Never mind.
1: Yeah. How am I going to get when you hear your own voice line?
0: <laughs> oh, terrified.
1: Like, oh, okay. <laughs> not, not hyped just scared.
0: <laughs> that's the thing about any kind of performer. It's like I, mm-hmm. I'm quite at home on the stage once I'm there. I have to get there first and I don't want to review it later because, Oh God, that's what I sound like. But, uh, no, it's, I don't want, I absolutely do not want to spoil anything, but there's, there's some contextualization to the clone wars that shows up towards the end of season one that literally Mm -hmm. made my jaw drop. Like the line delivery, the context, everything. I'm like, Oh my God, this is (laughs) amazing. I think that's about the time I was like, "Fred, please, anything, beat boop, please, let me in, open the door."
1: Uh, I swear, if you actually do show up and you're just like an R two unit or something, <laughs> 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 uh, I'll, I'll I will laugh very hard if that is the case. But I, I look forward to actually like you know actually getting through the rest of it and actually hearing like what what your role even is in that. Well, well let, let me actually ask this, because this is this is a backup question I had in case of emergencies. Like what like it, it doesn't like you guys don't seem as into Star Wars as like a Star Wars fan like me J- just by listening to you through like through the show. Like what what is the last Star Wars thing like you guys have actually like uh, watched or uh, read or played or whatever? I- I'm kind of curious.
0: I would say I'm a lapsed Star Wars fan. Yes. Yeah. Same. yeah. Like, uh, my dad had the original VHS cassettes and Mm -hmm. I watched those religiously. Yep. Uh, I bought the early extended universe guides to planets, guides to species, guides to weapons, guides to vehicles, and like poured through those. Um, when episode two came out, watched it once in the theater. As I was leaving, I ran into a good friend of mine who was just going in for his first viewing. And so I just snuck in with him and watched it again. Like <laughs> uh, hmm. actually ducked out of work to watch the Gindy Tarkovsky Clone War season finale.
1: Well, that's another easy thing we could talk about.
0: Because <laughs> I,
1: I remember I, I actually I re I re listened to three of your other episodes because uh, you've done like three Star Wars episodes. You did one where you just talked about Star Wars and like the Force Awakens uh, Awakening was coming out. So you didn't actually talk about that movie. You just talked about everything else Star Wars and then (laughs) like, oh, this movie's come out. It looks cool. I hope it's good. And then you talked about The Last Jedi and then you talked about The Rise of Skywalker, which is everyone's Mm. favorite Star Wars
0: movie. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I personally kind of got burned out on it. Mm -hmm. And I will waste... Neurons going back saying, Okay, this is how the prequel should have been done, and just kind of workshop it to myself until like I'm retreading old ground. This is never going to see the light of day. I need to be productive in different ways. And don't even get me started on Squander Potential on the sequels and Really Empire is the Only Good Movie and blah, 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 blah. blah, (laughs) blah. Bitter old man. Uh, (laughs) but I. I really did enjoy it a lot. I have very fond memories of playing TIE Fighter on my dad's PC with his flight stick. Uh, the playing Shadows of the Empire on the N64 was a family affair, and that had the best cheat codes of any video game, bar yeah. none. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, playing Rogue Squadron on the N64, and what was the sequel? Rogue Leader. GameCube?
2: I Rogue think it's Leader. Rogue Leader on the GameCube, and then there was a third one? Which yeah, is...
0: the third one wasn't as good, yeah. I felt like, but I will never forget in the dorm room playing rogue leader and getting to the Battle of Endor and putting on the uh, targeting scope and watching those TIE fighters just pour out of the Imperial <laughs> fleet and being legitimately intimidated. It's like, oh my God, I have to fight this. Okay, here we go. Yep. Uh, I thir- picked up the third the- season of Mandalorian, but enjoyed the first two. The third uh, one was rebel <laughs> strike
2: by the way for rogue squadron ah, thank you yeah
0: uh, thank you it was, it was over at my uh, brother-in-law's place and we were watching the season finale season one of the mandalorian and he cuts his way out with a dark saber and i am marking out on the couch it's a dark saber they're legitimizing the dark saber and everybody's looking at me like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> uh picked up Rep- republic commando when they re-released it on the switch it's like, man, this wasn't that good when it came out and I'm still um, going to buy it. That, <laughs> so, that, that's
1: actually another thing that's on your channel. I guess there's like four main Star Wars videos if you include that. Your live stream of Republic Commando.
0: I don't remember playing that live. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah did. you did. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. I, I, think it was I, don't,
1: a... I don't think uh, I, I'll just be honest. I don't think your commentary was amazing on it. You're pretty focused
0: on the game. So yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's there's true. a reason we don't do that too much anymore. Uh, but. This is all to say, I am a fan. It's just mm-hmm. not as rabid as I was as a teenager. No,
1: I totally get it, because Star Wars is getting pretty bloated now, especially in the hands of Disney. So it's better just to pick and choose, I suppose, Yeah, whether you come back or watch something or whatever. But uh, I, I don't think... I, I don't know if you answered my question, though, because I did ask, like, what, what, what was the last Star Wars thing... You you watch played or whatever.
0: Ah, uh, I think it was Mandalorian season two. Okay, yeah.
1: All right, then I, I guess you did answer it.
0: <laughs> I but mean, you I talked
1: with Kyle. Yeah, what yeah. 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 Kyle? You? Uh, i and
2: Kyle. I, I mean, does it count if I recently played some Star Wars Episode One Racer?
1: Does <laughs> that, that count?
2: Does that count? I I, I mean. Like it's Pop not Racer? like it's not okay. yes yes it's not like the first time I played it or anything but I mean I played it again mm-hmm. just because <laughs> you
1: know, it's actually <laughs> but them re releasing all those old games like yeah. on like current hardware is interesting for me because I I didn't become a Star Wars fan until like way after all those games came out so I always hear people talk about like how cool Pod Racer was and like how uh, how cool uh, what the heck was it Republic Commando. Mm -hmm. or battlefront 2 which i actually did play battlefront 2 when that came out but i I don't know man i'm a pretty picky gamer and a lot of these like older licensed games are kind of like missing like solid gameplay aspects for me like they they always feel kind of clunkier for me Mm -hmm. like I, i actually i did really like republic commando and uh sort of like how it's like you you cannot play that game without using your teammates because enemies are just like way too bulky yeah
2: yeah yeah it's definitely Mm. it's definitely interesting i'd like i like having a lot of these old games you're right a lot of them don't necessarily hold up super well but they're they're still fun to go back to once in a while and uh, otherwise before that the last thing i've seen was uh episode nine in theaters that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Um, but I yeah. mean, as a kid, I was a huge Star Wars nerd. Like my parents introduced me to Star Wars very early on, and uh, when it got re-released in theaters for the first time, uh, I was, I was there. I was very yeah, much on board. I remember. I was yeah, on I board hearing that in the. So
1: yeah, you you saw the like the remasters and uh in the theater.
2: Yes, yes, I saw the remasters, yeah. yes. But I'd watched the originals before on at home, so at least I'd seen those, but yeah, that was yeah. uh and then I just was like I really did love Star Wars games. Like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter on PC was just god, it was way above my head, but when when it actually when I actually <laughs> kind of figured out how it worked, it was glorious. Uh loved Rogue Squadron. I uh, really had some fun with uh Shadows of the Empire, and yeah. uh I remember being extra ultra frustrated at these super Star Wars games. It was like yeah oh,
1: they they were that might as well have been a, like an arcade game with like how how cheap they were God
2: it was, <laughs> was like, so brutal uh, mm-hmm. so brutal but the the presentation was just it felt like really good like it felt like star Wars just the oh, fact yeah, you loves. turn the game on and it actually started out with the music and it had the opening text crawl and everything. It's like, holy crap, how did they pull this off as a video game on Super Nintendo? It's amazing. It's fantastic.
1: I-, I think my favorite thing about the Super Star Wars games was like Chewbacca can just lariat people. Yes, yes. That is very <laughs> <Yeah>. funny.
2: <laughs> very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, man, I remember, I, I think Empire Strikes Back was the first one I played it, and that one, god, the, the, hot, the hot levels are just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Ugh. <laughs>
1: I have not played them, but I will definitely play them if they re-release them.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I will suffer. You will, you will,
1: they're very, you will
2: suffer a lot, mm-hmm. you suffer a lot. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I, I just thought of something else, uh, thinking of Star Wars video games. Like, uh, Ian, you, you've you played uh, the first Knights of the Old Republic, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I played a little I'd bit of it. I'd forgotten about that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, there's a character in it that that I, I thought of this character when I was reading the Sonic comics and Omega first came in to, like, the IDW run. and I was like, <laughs> man, this... This guy kinda reminds me of the droid from Knights of the Old Republic. The one that's uh what's his name? H2
0: HK forty seven.
1: HK forty it's I should have known because it's just a pawn off AK 47. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Now to be fair, this was first introduced in uh Sonic Chronicles, which was okay. done by Bioware. And you know, they also did Knights of the Old Republic, and they had Omega drop a few HK forty seven isms. And all I was right. like, that is inspired and absolutely on brand. So I decided <laughs> to carry that torch where applicable. All right. Good. I'm I, glad.
1: I, I I didn't actually think of Sonic Chronicles. I, I've not played that game since I was like, maybe like when it first came out, I must have been like 15 or something. So I I'd completely forgotten like all the dialogue from that game. And also I think Omega was an optional party member. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. you had to find his parts and put them back together. Yeah, so well, like, if you can play as Omega, oh, give me, give me, give me! I know he's gonna be like a DPS mm-hmm. monster. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, he would. He was very powerful, from what I can remember. Maybe not as powerful as Cream. <laughs> o-
2: Omega is not optional. Omega is required. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so I, I, I guess, uh, was uh, HK forty seven was sort of. Well not not an inspiration. Apparently Bioware just wrote him that way in Sonic Chronicles. Where he yeah, was they, just like kind of like a killing machine and he's just like blast destroy. Does this involve destroying? Like
0: <laughs> I mean it, Omega's already most of the way there. It's just they had yeah. a couple of you know qualifiers at the start, you know, observation, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he called somebody a meatbag at some point, but <laughs> It it wasn't that much of a bridge to cross. <laughs>
1: it, I, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, but it, like c- comparing to like how he how he talks in like uh, Sonic Heroes to how he talks in like the IDW comics, like there is like a noticeable no, a noticeable difference in personality, where he seems a bit more unhinged in the IDW version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just have fun with him. What can I say? Uh,
1: I guess verbally unhinged. I remember the first thing he did is he like tried to shoot Shadow down.
2: <laughs> he's a little unhinged in Archie too, so you know uh,
1: he's
2: he's just kind of an I, unhinged character.
1: I, I'm it's, not as familiar with the Archie variant, so I wouldn't. I would be. I wouldn't be comfortable commenting on that.
2: He's pretty much the same.
0: Oh, <laughs> is he?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. He, he, uh, he, didn't,
0: he didn't have to change much. <laughs> No, no, no. I, basically, I I <laughs> may be wrong. Somebody fact check me, but I'm pretty sure I wrote all of Omega's instances in Archie, and pretty much all of him up to Sonic number 32. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's pretty consistently my flavor of Omega, and he's been in so little of the games that... You, you know, you've pretty much. There's hard to. There's very little to compare. You've pretty uh, much yeah, made really Omega
2: is. what he is at this point Ian
1: I, I definitely I, love your version of Omega compared to like just him showing up randomly. Well, I, I guess he had like a bigger role in 06 but I, I don't think people really like that game that much.
0: <laughs> depends on who it you breaks ask. Breaks my heart because in 06 because we were going to, back in the Archie days, we were originally going to do a tie-in story that fell through for whatever reason. And Mm -hmm. I was given a copy of the script as reference. And I get to the point where Omega confesses that in the future, he's the one who takes shadow out. Yes. And in my mind, I could hear the line read that's still very stiff and robotic delivery, but with just this pang of regret to it, that being so restricted in the delivery would make it all the more poignant. And then the actual delivery in the game was flat robotic. And I'm like, no, this could have had so much pathos. (laughs) So that's what I try to do with Omega is he is very one note, but the way you play that note can make him hilarious or terrifying or kind of tragic. If you spin it just the right way. And because he is so one note, you use them in small doses so that when you hit those nuanced moments they feel more prominent than they really are in the long run
1: yeah that that, that actually got me thinking you you didn't write this, but uh Dan uh, I forget his last name, but the the other IDW writer he, he wrote like that little side story with Omega and uh, what's the other robot's name the one that hangs out with
0: cream general,
1: yeah general. Where they, they sort of have a they have a sparring match and sort of their ideals are sort of batted together and that that's actually a part that actually I really like Omega in or I feel like uh, he can very relate to generals like need to protecting and somehow they bond even though all he wants to do is destroy Eggman robots <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. and you're thinking of Daniel uh,
1: Barnes Daniel Barnes thank you
0: yeah excellent uh, story awesome did the fantastic Scrapnik Island miniseries kind of sound like robots?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, all right.
1: Well, I'm ready to segue to another topic. If you are, please. All right, Ian. You seem to like cats, <laughs> and I was wondering, um, have you heard of something called a cat highway? A
0: cat highway?
1: Now, just just me saying that alone. What do you think that is? It sounds
0: terrifying.
1: It does, doesn't it?
0: Is it like a general term for those ramps and shelves you can put up in your place so your cats can run around?
1: That's actually exactly what it is. Hey, hey! Yeah, yeah, there you go. Using that Ooh. noggin.
0: Because well, <laughs> Ali and I have kind of looked into it a little bit. It's like, should we invest in this? Should we install these things so our cats can run around and climb and be more active and then it's like Nina falls over just getting off the couch I don't want her falling on top of my head in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night and oops (laughs) we forgot to trim her claws lately I've been scalped so they've got a cat tree they can climb on other stuff it's fine
2: you don't have a lot of room anyway so I don't know exactly where you would
0: even put that (laughs) well see we'd have to get rid of all the collectibles and all the books Yes. And substitute those shelves for the cat. Say
1: goodbye to your shelf space. Yes. Cat highway time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. We must make sacrifices to our
2: furry overlords. (laughs) I've always wanted to build something like that, but not for cats. I want it to be like for model railroads and uh, hot (laughs) wheels. Oh, something.
1: and And hot wheels. Non organic.
2: And Hot Wheels track. That's what I want. Hot Wheels track intertwined with. The scale model railroad stuff.
1: How how far would you take something like that, Kyle? Like, w- w- would you dig holes through your house to it, like have like tunnels run from one room to another? If I could afford it, yes. Because <laughs> right. I I've seen crazy cat highway videos online of just like like people have like these like shark mouths that like the cats can crawl through that lead into another room, and the cats <laughs> like it because it has like it has like little teeth at the tunnel, and they like rubbing their backs against it. And it gets hair everywhere, and they have like 10 Roombas in their house just to clean everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> there's actually a yeah. couple of the uh, v- vloggers. I don't know how you define it anymore. Uh, there's a couple who you know shows their life in Japan, Rachel and June, mm-hmm. and they recently were able to build their own house to their own specifications and specifically built the cat highways into the structure of their house. So the cats can go upstairs, downstairs into the kitchen all around. And it's not like shelving that takes up space on the balls. It's actually built into the nature of the house. And Aaliyah and I are looking at it going, I want that. These are aspirations. <laughs> These are goals to achieve. Come on, lotto <laughs> ticket. Daddy needs a cat house.
2: <laughs> that is pretty cool. Not going to lie. Not bad. Not bad. If you can do that, that is uh that is one a good way to go about it.
1: Find a way to make it a Patreon goal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, buy Ian his own custom house and I will. We need a million <sighs> patrons.
1: Uh, <laughs> live camera on the cats going through the cat highway as Ian talks about <laughs> you know, Sonic?
0: <laughs> you know what? That might actually work. Maybe. <laughs> maybe.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, he's going around. Midna and Tenny have GoPros strapped to their head everywhere. Constant streaming. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You, you you could just make it a Sonic-themed cat
0: highway. That would be oh, no. kind of cool. Yeah. Each room's a different zone. Yeah. Yeah. Got a chemical mm. plant. Whoa!
1: How much? How much of this house is just gonna belong to the cats? Like, is there any?
0: <laughs> oh, we're already at least eighty percent. Oh god! I was gonna say the house is for the
2: cats. The people just happen to also be there. <laughs>
1: Uh, we we have a living room and a kitchen and a bedroom and the rest is well, that's chemical plant zone. That's for the cats.
0: <laughs> Speed highway right here, uh, mm-hmm. literally. Have a little basket for them to sit in that looks like the egg mobile, so it looks like they're piloting it. <laughs> <laughs> have one of those little bat balls hanging from batting balls hanging from the bottom that looks like the checkerball ball and chain
1: but they can just keep batting at it that's adorable actually
0: Uh i need to get on the horn with mike says and tell him hey this is an untapped market cat toys that are sonic themed
1: mm-hmm. i mean you, you could just give him a sonic plushie that's pretty much just a, like like my, my dog thought my tangle plush was a toy he, oh he's no so used to, yeah <laughs> i mean don't worry I, I i kept it away from him but still you know he he can be a little selfish sometimes. Uh, he kind of got into the habit of, like, any time there's, like, a plastic bag in the house, uh, he thinks it's, like, a new toy for him, because we, <laughs> like, I think th- there was just, like, maybe once a month every time we, we'd get him a, a new toy, and, like, now he just thinks every plastic bag has a toy in it for him. And the one time I pulled out something that looks like a toy, he thought it was his toy, I'm like, nope, this is my collectible Tangle Plus. You cannot play with it. <laughs> Uh, oh, the Starline plush. I should ask a Starline Isekai question. Those seem to be popular nowadays. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, uh, if Starline was isekai to Star Wars, what would that be like?
0: <laughs> what era are we talking about? Old Republic, New Republic, Middle let, Ground? Let,
1: let's put them in... <laughs> Let's say he gets teleported right in front of Thrawn in Rebels as he's looking over his TIE, to, his tie Defender schematics. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thrawn and Starline uh, in the same room. Uh, all right. Go, but Ian. Quick, quick aside right. before we get into that. <laughs> okay. So I, I read the original Timothy, Tr- Timothy Zahn trilogy, and yes. you know, Thrawn stole the show for all three books.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I I I remember. I, I'm mostly into the new canon, but they've been re-releasing a, a lot of the older stuff on audiobook format. Mm-hmm. And I listened. That was like the, that's like the one trilogy everyone always tells you about is the Throne trilogy. And I was like, I'll see how good this is. Let me let me figure this out, man. Let me let me see how how truthful you guys are being. I'm like, it was amazing. It was. It's <laughs> I. It's I loved one, everything of, about it. yeah.
0: one of the best old extended universe bets of media. And it's really hilarious seeing how very little it actually crosses over with the video game adaptation. But anyway, so when they were talking about bringing him into Rebels, I'm like, I have expectations. They're not fair, but I have them. Were they meant? I I, I need to know. Oh, absolutely. Like, okay. The the, the voice, the presence, the fact that he was using uh, artistic elements still. He He introduced the TIE Defender, which is, bar none, my favorite Star Wars ship. Oh, my God, dude.
1: It has three wings.
0: Slogging through TIE Fighter in the frickin' standard TIE and getting, like, atomized if you bounce off a piece of dust. You know, puttering around in the little bomber. Please don't shoot at me. I have no defense. Whipping around with the advance. Oh, my God. I can't target anything. I'm going too fast. No, no, no. TIE Defender. Six cannons, double ion cannon, double layer shield, hyperdrive. Mm them X wings are going to be picked out of my teeth because I just tear it through them.
2: <laughs> yes, the Defender freaking rules, no doubt. Absolutely.
1: And I love the design. Yes. Love the design. It so, is, mm-hmm. it's really very nice.
2: And the Interceptor. And I'm like a, a fan wing. of the Interceptor too.
0: Yeah, it's good too. But yeah,
2: but it had
0: like a really nice. But well, the Defender has three wings.
1: Yes,
2: yes, yes. I know. Yeah the, the defender really the defenders nice. like an
0: interceptor but it's there's three wings it's <laughs> exactly yeah there was a really nice sculpt of one years ago that i didn't have the money for at the time like hey, i'll pick it up later and it's gone forever and oh, we're good anyway so i only made one yeah 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 <laughs> uh so Th- Thrawn, super cool tie defender freaking love it starline This is me projecting, but I feel like he would totally be on board with Thrawn because Thrawn was smart. He was calculating. He had just the tiniest flair for the dramatics, What with the whole fixation on art, but it's used in a practical way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have all the resources of the Empire instead of churning out these, you know, death box tie wings. You put it into this elegant killing machine that is the Thai Defender. Starline would sign up. He would completely switch fanboy gears over to Thrawn. Where have you been all my life? Like put on the <laughs> uniform, lockstep with him. It would he would totally be in line with Thrawn. Here's this visionary. Yes, Grand Admiral. Where shall we go to next? And he would be super pissed that he got punked by space whales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and then how does he get turned into the plush
0: <laughs> uh goodness maybe maybe he tries but to does fill like in. a stray
1: space whale just like ram into him no no no
0: he he tries to carry on thrawn's legacy but he can't okay, fill those okay. boots he takes nah. on one fight that's just too much for him and we move on to the next isekai adventure but he goes out swinging
1: all right I I was just imagining Starline, like, trying to look at artwork and trying to do the same thing Thrawn does. And he's like, oh, yes, these lines, hmm, this means that their society was uh,
0: um, linear, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's complex in its simplicity, yet simple in its complexity. And therefore, therefore, I don't know what I'm talking about. How did he do this?
1: (laughs) <laughs> that really is just like a superpower Thrawn has. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you go into the books, it's even like more absurd. Like, I remember there, there was this uh, other, uh, like, Grand Admiral that Thrawn, like, uh, this guy was like, huh, you haven't seen any of my ar- artwork, Thrawn. And he's like, yes, but I've listened to your music. <laughs> and I <laughs> I now know everything and all your tactics because I've listened to you. Like conductor or something. It was very strange, and I'm just like, Thrawn has a very odd superpower.
0: And the thing is, it kind uh, of falls into the trap that I hate about Star Wars, where uh, one species is just universally this one trait. You know, yeah, so well,
1: I, I think Thrawn- it's only Thrawn can do it, and none of the other just have that ability.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, no. I remember in the books. He looks at some painting, and therefore he knows the psychology of every Mon Calamari that's ever lived, and therefore he can win this battle. <laughs> it's like, no, it could be reflective of a region and a time period or a political bit, but they're, they're people. They should have different interests and thoughts and feelings and whatnot, but it's also yes. kind of a cool fantasy power, so eh, whatever. Yeah, I I always
1: thought his power was a little bit of a stretch, but I I think, like, sometimes it makes sense. Like, with with him, like, sort of just, like, studying Jedi artifacts and just, like, getting a better understanding of, like, how the Jedi work. And that's how he outsmarted Ezra and stuff.
0: Yeah, I liked how they used it in Rebels, because it was much more Mm -hmm. personal. Like, he was able to figure it out from that context. And it wasn't, like, the key to everything. It just brought him... Uh, a, a different bit of context that allowed him to plan around this group. And it's like, okay, you you dialed it back to something a little more manageable. So yeah, no, I I'm very happy with that. All
1: right. Well, it seems like we need a new topic to talk about. <laughs> do, do you guys have anything? Oh, I, I I I have these random notes jotted down, and I just forgot. <laughs> One of my notes is just buff huts. Because I I just wanted to talk about how Star Wars has buff huts in it, but only in this... like the comics. It's very odd.
0: I no. was not aware of buff huts. I am looking yeah. this up, and uh,
1: just... yeah, yeah. I I I guess I guess so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, but in the Star Wars comics, like the. The current one's coming out. Uh, every once in a while, they'll they'll like to introduce what I like to call an able-bodied hut, which is like a hut that can like throw down on their own, whether it be because of their buff or they have like mechanical enhancements.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a picture uh, here of uh, Boku here, and he actually looks kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, that's the guy that works for Crimson Dawn, Boku. It's
2: Boku and Gracchus?
1: I, I, I don't, as as individuals, I would have to look at them to tell uh, the difference. I, I, I do think The, the actual they're... buff hut, the actual buff hut is the one that works for Crimson Dawn.
2: All right. Wow. I have never seen this guy before, but, uh, hmm,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's something. All right. <laughs> kind of changed they're... from race of slugs to race of kind of snake men. Yeah.
1: I, I think they're still slugs, even like I think yeah yeah just yeah, but more abled slugs. I don't know
0: sluggy snakes. I mean, with a with a Crocodiles core like that, slug, you can turn yeah. on a dime, no matter how big you are. Mm. Um, and you another note I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: another random note I have. Some of these notes of just like, how is I supposed to work these in? It's just like uh, this is like the, <laughs> this is it. Like this is way way in the past. Apparently, uh. Like in the early, early books of Star Wars, before even like the Thrawn trilogy, like the Emperor had a three eyed son who <laughs> was like very obsessed, upset with like finding Vader's glove so he could like rule the rest of the Empire. And he, he, like, so many campy things happened with him where he just immediately falls in love with Leia. <laughs> and. I, I can't even describe all of this. Like, if, if, if you want, like, can't be insane knowledge of, like, how weird Star Wars was in the past, uh, look up, just look up The Three Eyed Son of Emperor Palpatine. And, and I, I, I'll, I'll just end this by saying there is something that happens in it where all these moths come together to have a meeting after, like, the Emperor's dead. And this meeting is called the Moth Rince. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the level of that we're getting in this book <laughs>
2: amazing
1: yeah.
2: oh wow oh. I, I, for, okay so first I'm really getting some kind of like uh, Kylo Ren vibes from having this whole glove thing it makes me think of I, like him having ma- of Kylo Ren having the mask and him thinking that it's it's like they gives him the power or whatever you know it's like okay it's
1: it's very different um because kylo ren it's more like he he just wants to embody like the fear element that vader had over people yeah yeah um this guy literally just wanted vader's glove because he thought it would give him superpowers or something (laughs) <laughs> either and, uh,
2: that or, it's either that, yeah. or maybe it's like a Star Wars <laughs> holiday special vibe. So it's like, okay, this is for children. Like literally, it's, this is just for kids. <laughs>
1: as as far as I could tell, like it, they were literally written for children. They're but they're they're very insane and funny. If you do just like read like brief summaries of them.
2: <laughs> well, the Star Wars holiday special is for kids, except for maybe the uh, the Wookiee VR part, but. That's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, it was, you know, it was getting a little heated with that uh grandpa watching that uh, <laughs> whatever it was. That woman gyrating. I don't. I don't, I don't even, even remember what. She, uh, I don't even know what's going on <laughs> here. I have no
2: idea. Nobody knows what. Nobody knew what was going on during the Star Wars holiday I, special.
1: I, I think I'm getting my sketches mixed up. I'm, I think I'm thinking of the cooking show.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, the cooking. Yeah, yeah, that's the different yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> the, the... itchy it, was itchy. Can <laughs> was his name just itchy? Yeah, didn't they all
1: have really dumb names? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. I think so.
2: Yes, Chewie, itchy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what the other ones were, but yes. Uh-huh. Oh yes, <laughs> it's so so goofy, so goofy, uh-huh. and yet still not the worst piece of film Star Wars has ever had.
1: Uh I don't know that that one's really boring. <laughs> well, I mean, at least I, it's boring I, and not terrible. <laughs> it, I, it it's it's so uniquely bad and yeah. like yeah. crazy. Uh I I guess I guess there's some element of enjoyment you could get from it. I think I would want to watch any of the movies over that. Even like episode 2 and I don't I hate episode 2 of Star Wars. Really?
2: Uh, Yes. Yeah. I, not, yeah. Not, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you on that one. Episode I, I, two I like episode
1: one a little bit more than episode two. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, at least episode one had a cool lightsaber fight. Uh, episode two uh, does. Not
2: honestly, play. on reflection, episode one uh, might be my personal best of that prequel trilogy. Not oh, really. For,
1: I, I, I feel not, like, I like I feel like three wins that one by default.
2: But that it could, should anyways. But that could Ugh. just be because of everything that surrounds it, not it itself. <laughs> uh, like I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. There's, it's it's not good. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's just like so far distance from. At least what we thought Star Wars was at the time—that it's like, all right, well, this is this is fine, I guess. Yeah. It's not Star Wars, so. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I I think the whole Clone Wars series really just helps Episode Three work better. That's... even though I still think Episode Three is very problematic because that came out before the Clone Wars series, which. <laughs> just means that there, there's just messiness because of that. Regardless, well, yeah, like, yeah. where's the spoken on episode three? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. did exist. It, it uh, might be because I haven't yeah. actually watched the Clone Wars stuff, so that's yeah. probably why I don't necessarily have the same reverence for episode three. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, I,
1: yeah, I, I, I do know Ian watched all of Rebels, but I, I, I know you you weren't as interested in the in the 3D Clone Wars. And,
0: no, and I think that's partly because one, the Gindy Tarkovsky designs did not translate well into 3D, and yeah. two, I think I caught like a few of the stinkers from season one or something.
1: It, it's I, it, it's very much like I, I only know this because of like I watched Red Letter Media say this, but uh, where the, it's like like Star Trek Next Generation. Like, the first season of that, I heard, was pretty bad. And it, it's kind of the same place, uh, same place with, like, Clone Wars, where it's really as they, the later seasons get better and better. So it's yeah, like, that's it's, what I hear.
0: Mm-hmm. I will say, I tried getting into it again just to catch up and just haven't had time to really do yeah. it. But there were a couple moments in Season 1 where they actually managed to make the goofy battle droids threatening. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 silliness of them was put into a context that actually made them eerie. I'm uh, like, okay, I, I think
1: I I think I, I know specifically that. what you're talking about actually.
0: <laughs> so you know, credit to that, and they made Jar Jar funny. So you know, credit to them there too.
1: Well, that that's up to up for debate, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, 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 I I think. I, I think Jar Jar has good moments later on in the series. If, uh, one of the funny things they did is, like, they gave Jar Jar a girlfriend later on in the series, and she's, like, a super Force-sensitive person, which, and it's tied into a plot with, like, Force-sensitive witches, which is very, very interesting.
0: Uh, is it the—I'm going to get this wrong—the Witches of Den? Dathomir. Or? The, yeah, the Witches of Dathomir. Yeah,
1: I, I, okay. I'm just saying it in a broad sense. I could go super nerd and just say the names.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the the, the okay, Night so, Sisters. Yeah, that's their other the Okay, other so the Night
0: Sisters are part of the new extended canon again.
1: Yes, they are. Cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all, all the stuff with them is very good in the show. It's like, I, I especially like when they try to uh, uh, assassinate Count Dooku. That's, that's very fun to watch.
0: <laughs> Okay, now I'm actually, now I want to go back. It's like, ah, eh, uh, Clone Wars, retroactive stuff, Anakin has a Padawan. Eh. No, 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 wait. Lightsaber wielding four switches riding Rancors trying to assassinate Dooku. Sold. Got me. All right. Where do I start?
1: Uh, uh, all no, right. Don't, don't forget Jar Jar's girlfriend. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah. All right, fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking it on faith just because you said so. I'll <laughs> trust your judgment on this.
1: I I just think it's funny because there's there's just I found a gif of them just kissing. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the first thing I saw. I was like, yeah. I like
2: like, there's this meme that moment when you realize that Jar Jar has a girlfriend and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm still a fan of Darth Jar Jar. That whole thing. Uh, the, I that wish, never die. Uh, I wish that were real. I really do. It would be so much better. It would make so much more sense than
1: I don't. It anything. wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't like, make sense. That- but it
2: would at least be ridiculous.
1: <laughs> okay. the The only way I would accept this is is if they did this like after the first three episodes, and then it was revealed it was all his plot. But like going it like Clone Wars and like deep dive into books and stuff like. Like, there's just no way Jar Jar would have done anything I mean, evil. I'd have
2: preferred. <laughs> I'd have preferred if instead of freaking Darth City is coming back in Episode Nine, if it were just freaking Darth Jar Jar instead,
1: <laughs> that would have been a way better movie. <laughs> Wait, there, Kyle. There is actually a way they could have. Okay, so they they are doing these things called uh star wars visions yeah it, it originally started out as just like oh it's star wars anime aesthetic and we're gonna tell like random like non-canon star wars stories yeah uh uh in the second season they seem to have increased the animation style to just like sort of go into anything like they actually brought in a claymation style from like the oh uh, wow what is it like uh the like what is it the, the dog and like the inventor guy and he goes to the moon because he thinks it's cheese what's that series called? Oh, shoot. I
2: know what you're talking about
1: chat help me chat
2: Wallace and Gromit
1: Wallace and Gromit yeah, yeah. okay go. so the, they had the Wallace and Gromit people do a short that wow. was actually very cute and charming called I, I am your mother <laughs> <laughs> uh, And very punny too uh, yeah but they they could totally just do a Darth Jar Jar there
2: okay non-canon, uh, non-canon. <laughs>
1: It would have to be not canon now, Kyle. You
2: know what? Why? <laughs> it, this wouldn't be the first time the Star Wars canon has been changed.
1: But but to it start would, over entirely just to do Darth Jar Jar—it's not
2: the first time this week that the Star Wars canon has been changed.
0: <laughs> Ooh, use our convergence to the force want <laughs> I use this for my bombas honey you don't have to
2: change <laughs> you, you don't have to change anything about darth about jar jar to have darth jar jar come later you don't have to change anything not a thing <laughs> oh it's just it's goofy fun although i am interested in this sort of like what if star wars series i actually did not know about this i'll have to check that out
1: I I actually recommend it. Season 2 of uh, Star Wars Visions is very good. Um like I, 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 I definitely Yeah, well, I I don't think they they didn't advertise it as much. Like it just kind of came
0: out. <laughs> That's too bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I mean it, it's on there if, if you if you've Disney Plus you can just watch some of those shorts and a lot of them are like uh, I'm trying to think there's one called like The Dancer which is just uh I I don't think it would be best for me to describe the plots of these.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because I I definitely would just not do them justice. (laughs) But I I would say if you want very interesting animated, non-canon, like, takes on Star Wars, then, you know, that stuff's there.
0: Cool. Some of them are very fun.
1: They are. Um, Now, there is actually one thing. I I don't know. How much time do we even have left? I've not been keeping track at all.
0: Uh, We've actually gone over the hour mark, so let's uh, hit one more topic and wrap her Um, up time flies
1: okay yep i you know i i don't feel like this has been getting as much attention as i would have liked and it's it's actually a work of yours i i very much enjoyed uh and it is your uh your cat comic as i like to call it oh yeah (laughs) yeah so i don't i i i would like to talk a little bit about that like where'd the idea for that come because like from like what i've read of it i i very much enjoyed it i actually I liked it, like, I'm not trying to, like, throw this other series under the bus, but I
0: I liked it more than (laughs) Drogoon. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, but I I think that's just because I like more vibrant, like, colorful things more.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what the purpose is. So, in case you Uh, aren't as well-read as Chibasa is, uh, he's talking about The Nine Lies of Claus McGee, which is an original mm -hmm. book of mine. It's over on bubbleking.com. Uh, only digital prints right now because printing stuff for realties cost money. Mm-hmm. And uh, issue two is in the works right now, so oh, it, it'll it'll be trickling out slowly but surely. And once we get issue four done, that can go into trade because that that'll be much easier to print. Right? Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, it is in one part to do something that's just fun and whimsical because Dragoon is very you know, dramatic and mythological and serious magnum opus. It is in a lot of ways, you know, scratching the itch of, I will never get to write star Wars. So I'm going to do my own space opera. Thank you very much with dragons, Mm -hmm. but that has to be so tightly constructed and is a much harder sell. Whereas Claus McGee is just, it's fun. It's whimsical. Here is this goofy cat in nine different lives, all running parallel, but also having strange crossovers. And how much of this is going to be just wacky, goofy fun? And when is the shoe going to drop? And you find out, oh, wait, there was plot all along. And uh, it was also an excuse just to work with Jonathan Griffiths because I have loved his art for a while. He is so insanely talented. And uh, you should read his comic Beyond the Canopy. Like, when you're done listening to this, just go read that. He's been picking away at that for years, and it is equally whimsical and fun and delightful. And in part two, it was inspired by um, what is the name of the series? The Legends of Carabin, I think, by the same folks who do Dofu and Wakfu and all that stuff. And uh, it's kind of a similar vibe of high fantasy starring an anthropomorphic cat. And also an exercise of let's not plagiarize something so clearly. <clears throat> Revision. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's kind of a relaxing project. Something that's f- aimed at being more comical and fun and lighthearted without being all hung up on multiple years of plotting like so many other things I do. It's like, let's just do something for funsies.
1: I mean, it it has an amazing setup. Like you you get the idea of it immediately. Like when he starts rotating through all those multiple lives.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, now that we have that groundwork set with the first issue, it'll become fun to explore each of those lives and see what the parallels are between them and uh, how each different facet manifests itself and where it all comes together. What does it ultimately mean? But I'm excited for it. It's just, you know, we're, we're taking it very slowly as schedules and budgets allow. But uh, script two is done. John's working on it right now. Uh, I actually need all to give right. him feedback on some of the character sketches. because <laughs> uh, There was a, a much earlier pass with a similar premise, but different structure that we kind of threw out restructured from there but there was a character from the very get-go that i knew i wanted in and she has changed and her placement in the world has changed a fair bit so it's fun to explore that but oh man the (laughs) the tom and jerry antics she gets into with claws is going to be just uh i crack myself up and i know john's going to nail it so it's going to be hysterical
1: (laughs) All right, well, well, I look forward to it. Is there like, I guess there's no release date or anything, but it sounds like you've more work done on it than I thought.
0: Right now, it is plotted out start to finish. Okay. With a very solid, uh, this is going to be the first four issues for sure These are the stories that will be told. These are the elements that will be introduced. And then with a greater idea of, you know, how are we going to explore the greater mythos and the other lives without it getting too plot heavy. You know, uh, part of the reason of doing the multiple lives was to tell just kind of fun, self-contained stories with their own little casts that can be woven together later or just fun to explore. So I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds with adventurer Claus because he doesn't need to. He is the fun, high fantasy D and D setting. Tell the couple of stories that make sense with that crew. And then it's done. You know, don't turn it into another sweeping epic, you goof. You know, rein yourself in a bit.
1: I Um, want to know more about Homeless Cat. (laughs) Why is he homeless? uh, What happened to him? Was he
0: always homeless? Or did something happen? He is his own worst enemy, but we'll get to that.
1: I'm I'm, I'm guessing, like, Major Gambler. That's my guess. We'll see. All right, all right. All right. Well, that's pretty much everything. I, I don't want to take up all the... The show time. So if you guys have other things to do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm this already is a- over the hour. I thought it was just the hour.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what can I say? It's been fun. Yeah, but before yeah, yeah, we wrap it has. up,
1: time has flown. Yeah.
0: Before we wrap up, rolling out the red carpet. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you oh, want yeah, to yeah. direct people towards?
1: <laughs> um. Technically, I do have a YouTube channel, and technically, hey. I do have more subscribers than you guys. But really good. Send some of them over our way.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that that was only because I did a let's play of Kirby's Return to Dreamland forever ago with like three of my other friends. And for whatever reason, that really took off. Some of those videos have like over a million views. Holy cow. <laughs> I, I nice. think it was just because at the time uh, we were the only people that did a four player let's play of that game. Yeah. mm, Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, you, you can find me on YouTube at, uh, The First Chubasa. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Am I just Chubasa or The First Chubasa? I actually don't know. Let me check.
2: Are you mm-hmm. actually the first?
1: Okay. It, uh, funny story with that. Okay. So I only <laughs> ever call myself The First Chubasa if Chubasa's already taken. Okay. Because I'm petty. Good. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. <laughs> Good. So if, if, for like, if you guys ever go to another social media site and someone takes Ian Flynn or Kyle... Then you know what to do. Just put the first in front of it. <laughs> all right. Good. Um,
0: all right. All right. Uh, that's it. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and sponsoring this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Been a delight. Check out the first two bosses YouTube video and, you know, revel in his oh, success that we don't have quite matched. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap us up for this special edition of the Bumblecast. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time with more Bubblecast.
1: You don't even have to play the song, Kyle. You can just play that.
2: I will. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: one second my mom just came home so I have to say uh, I have to say something real quick hi mom <laughs>
2: Oh, boy yeah.
1: it, am I the first person to ever get interrupted by their mother on the show
0: I don't know maybe <laughs> I think so not the first to ever get interrupted
1: though okay yeah I know you got you got interrupted by like the weather one time or something
0: multiple oh, yeah, times man, well, multiple you times. got
1: interrupted by mother nature <laughs>
2: nah. uh, yes. Uh. You've been listening to the Bumblecast, a co production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more. At BumbleKing.com dot com and KnGI dot org. Uh, all
1: right, that sounds good to me. It's just that I, I gotta make sure, I know it's mostly family friendly so I gotta hope my potty mouth doesn't accidentally kick in which I, I'm usually good <laughs> on that I don't just <laughs> but I feel like as I've gotten older it's been just more easier to drop the F word every now and then Just to Oh, absolutely yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah It's like sometimes you're just like Well yeah.
0: Exactly <laughs> You get it Uh huh I mean, if we get too crass, that's what editing is for. But uh, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's, all, it's right. all right.
1: I'll try not to make your job too hard, Kyle.
0: Thank you. Sorry, it's, right. it's hard it's
2: enough as it is. I can imagine. Just, yeah. ki- just kidding. It, it's a lot, I, but I, I still enjoy doing it. So I'm, I'm lucky yeah. for that.
1: I, I think actually that that reminds me specifically. I actually do want to talk uh, mainly about Star Wars, but we can jump into other things. But. Okay. Uh I listened to the to the actual like uh like uh the discord recording of an episode, and you talked about space balls and listening to that, and then listening to the finished product and I'm like, oh there was some, there was some editing here to get out like, all <laughs> it,
2: it happens a little bit, yeah yeah, yeah,. yeah. Mm-hmm. I edited a few uh, things here and there, yeah. <laughs> uh.